Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, chronic pain, the search for miracles. Let's quickly review the two underlying patterns that we've been exploring. We talked about the idea of regulation, the way we swing back and forth in our actions from one direction to the other, trying to avoid swinging to the extremes in either direction. And usually, we know where to stop so we don't go too far. But sometimes, we do go too far, or the events in our lives push us too far, and we slip right past the tipping point at one end of the swing. And now, we can no longer swing back toward the midpoint and restore balance. Instead, we begin to spiral farther out. If the event was sudden and alarming, we're likely filled with adrenaline from the fear and shock, and we spiral upward. If the event was gradual, like an illness that keeps getting worse, we gradually spiral downward. Nearly all of these disruptive events trigger spirals, but the question is, how long do we spiral before we hopefully begin to enter a recovery process? But today, we're going to talk about the folks who don't go from the traumatic event or illness into recovery mode, those who get stuck in spirals instead and are either despairing or anxious and unable to break the steady or unpredictable cycles of pain. These are folks who need some kind of miracle to pop them back into recovery mode. We'll focus on three kinds of situations, illness, grief, and finally chronic nerve pain. And we'll talk about folks who did pop back into the recovery process after being caught in these prolonged spirals. The first story dates back to the early 70s when breast cancer was first starting to be thought of as curable. There were always stories of some folks that go into remission, and this story involved the study of a small group of women with stage 4 breast cancer, all of whom did go into remission. What was unusual about them was that they all attributed their cure to following a macrobiotic diet. The diet is based on an ancient Zen way of classifying foods into yin and yang qualities, but it was only recently introduced to the West. This new plan prescribed only foods that were very close to the midpoint on each side of the scale. We'd say it was a very upregulated dietary pattern. It was tempting to assume that this diet had done two things, that it had popped them back into recovery mode and then carefully guided their healing. But in reading the medical history of this group, they all had one other thing in common. They had all tried one round of chemotherapy, before rejecting that route and turning to this very strict diet. And that means they all shocked their systems once before beginning to use the diet again to regulate themselves. We're going to see that dynamic a lot. Something often jolts the despairing or physically declining person, popping them back into the range where balancing again becomes possible. Then the recovery mode can begin to carefully work toward balance and keep the swings very small or upregulated until the system can begin a wider movement. Now let's consider the grief spiral. When we look at what it takes 
to pop someone out of prolonged grief and back into committing to live their lives once again. There's also a jolt, or at least a surprise of some sort, that disrupts the grieving or despairing spiral. Here are two different examples. One person had fallen into such grief over the loss of a loved one that she couldn't even imagine life continuing afterward. This went on for months until she suddenly had a medical problem that caused her to admit herself to the hospital. What followed were two days of continuous painful treatment that demanded her full attention. Once it was over and she came home, the world looked different and she began to see a path toward living a fulfilling life again. Her recovery process had begun. The other person had been caught up in terrible political turmoil and violence, had lost her dearest friends, and fell into shock and despair. For months, she only slept and ate meals that were prepared for her. Eventually, she began going through the motions of recovery, walking to and from home to take a community class, but the world was still just gray to her. Then one day, on her way home after the afternoon rain, the grass along the path was especially green, and she noticed a red caterpillar working its way across the path. That surprise brought color back into her life, and she let that little caterpillar be her inspiration to begin a true recovery. Well, finally then, let's look at chronic nerve pain. Even if the pain is only intermittent, it brings dread or apprehension with it because the person never knows when it'll flare up. That means they're in a continuous state of hypervigilance, constantly running enough adrenaline and cortisol to be ready to react. And that chemical soup keeps the inflammation going. If a medical strategy is available, finally, that can guarantee that the pain will back off for long blocks of time, as it did with this next person, the steady grip of stress chemicals can finally stop. This person was able to go through the day relaxed, was able to sleep through the night, and take advantage of all the repair work that the body wanted to do to heal the chronic inflammation. Even if the pain returned for a while at the end of the day, the vigilance cycle had been stopped and the recovery mode had begun. But now let's look at the cycle of chronic nerve pain where there is no external remedy. For many such folks, what began as an injury justifying the release of inflammatory chemicals by the immune system has now morphed into a cycle almost unrelated to the original event. The signaling mechanism has been hair-triggered and honestly thinks it's helping you survive but its signals are set wrong, and that chemical response just keeps the nerves raw and inflamed. Their immune system has been upregulating more and more until everything has become an alarm system, and is firing almost continuously. It keeps giving out chemicals meant to trigger inflammatory healing, but instead they're eroding the insulation around the nerves, making them even more painful. While the mind isn't causing this cycle, it may be the most powerful tool we have for disrupting it. We can switch up the conversation. Pain can still have a voice, but not the voice. So what should the voice be saying? Well, we can borrow from the wisdom of Buddhist practices. Here's what one lineage of Buddhist monks often say in meditation. May I meet any suffering in me with courage, caring, and kindness. 
Listen to that again. May I meet any suffering in me with courage, caring, and kindness. So what is that saying? May I meet any suffering in me with courage, that is, not fear, with caring, that's loving energy, and kindness, gently and calmly. So think about what this is doing. It has dramatically changed the chemicals swirling around those overly sensitive nerves, bathing them in oxytocin, and taking the fire alarm chemicals out of circulation. The mind is no longer just enduring the pain, it is altering the very biochemistry behind the pain. This radical idea has recently found its way into Western pain management, coupled with the biochemical understanding behind it. One such movement called PNE, Pain Neuroscience Education, is becoming part of many leading-edge physical therapy practices. It's beginning to improve treatment outcomes in a number of situations where nothing else has been able to interrupt the cycle. So now I wonder, have you seen or experienced a situation where a person has been able to move from the spiraling pain cycle back into recovery mode and begin the careful journey toward healing? I'd love to hear your stories and with your permission to share them with listeners in a future podcast. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.